What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so excited that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we're doing. So let's dive into this week's episode. All right. What is up, my scriptural babies? This is Jonah Stairs, and I got... (laughs) What's poppin', guys? It is Micah Mosley. Guys, we are bringing it back to Scripture today. Uh, We're actually going to be talking about God's will, but before we get to that, I have a quick little plug. Today's uh, podcast is sponsored by Down Booties, which which are great. If you guys have an issue with blood circulation, or if your feet just get cold in the winter, or heck, even in the summer. You know, I have wood floors at my house, and I'll tell you what, my toesies get a little frozies at times. So I like to slap on my Down Booties. It's like sleeping bags for your feet. And I'll tell you what, those things insulate like you wouldn't believe, okay? (laughs) So go get yourself a pair. If you guys could see what's on Jonah's feet right now, everything that's about to come out of his mouth would just be invalid (laughs) immediately. It looks like the little things they put on top of golf clubs, but like upside down (laughs) on your feet. What are you talking about? It looks like clouds. I can't believe you hyped up an intro for this (laughs) podcast and that's what it was. Anyways, um, moving on, if you want to get a discount on Down Booties, just enter in the code bringing it back. <laughs> just kidding. We're not actually sponsored um, by anyone. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Okay, so today we're talking about God's will. Um, what a transition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, Mike and I just wanted to take a, a little bit of time and, and share some of our thoughts on, on how to know God's will. And uh, a lot of times that can be a bit of a shady topic. And, and you know, that I know for me that was always a, a really big question for me growing up. And even now in adulthood, it's still something that I'm like, all right, God, how do I find your will? Yeah, I know this is a big one for me that I'm still figuring out. And I know there's been so many times just with myself where I am so caught up in like, a decision or a little bit of a gray area and I just feel like I can absolutely not figure out what God's will is for myself in this specific time in my life so I think that's something we want to crack open a little bit and I'll give you a hint a lot of what we're going to say is going to be bringing it back to the word because that's mm. what we know to be true but yeah 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 man Jonah so as we talk about God's will what is God's will I don't even know is this something where I'm just a puppet and I'm sitting around being played with by the father and i don't really have any say in my life absolutely what does all this mean yeah yeah you don't have any choice in anything just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding obviously free will is a thing um and i mean let me know what you think but i think with god's will it's just kind of like um you know what he wants to get done obviously when you think of somebody's will it's hey, I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to do this thing. And that's, that's called like willpower. I'm going to follow through with this and I'm going to get it done. The interesting thing about God, though, is that like if he decides to get something done, you better believe it's going to get done. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. then like how do we come into that and partner with his will and how are we supposed to know what he's trying to get done or what he's thinking or what his plan is for our lives? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's... Man, that's good. I got. I just feel like something I get hung up on. Am I big enough to mess up God's plan for my life if I just make all these wrong decisions? Is that something that's 
too hard to come back from or what? I just, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I mess up so many times. There's no way for me to fix it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of think that's maybe two different questions. Am I big enough to mess up God's will for my life? Um, that's actually a pretty loaded question. The easy answer, it's <laughs> <laughs> interesting, because the easy answer, I think, is no. Like, obviously, that's the answer everybody wants to hear. You can't mess up God's plan for your life sure. and all this stuff. And I think that's true as long as you're doing your part to stay in relationship with him. And that, I think, is the caveat. Like, am I, am I big enough to mess up his plans for my life? Yeah, if you choose not to walk in relationship with him, and mm -hmm. if you turn your back on him and give up on your faith, absolutely. Like, you're not going to be fulfilling God's plan for your life. Sure. But I don't want that to sound overly dramatic, because if you're pursuing the Lord in relationship, if you're continuing to dive into his word and be founded on your relationship with him, then no, like, you cannot lose because he wins and he's, he's designed your life to win. And, and in that kind of context, I don't think there's, there's any amount of, of mistakes that you can make that would, that would cause you to somehow ruin God's plan for your life. Yeah, I think the big thing here for me is as I've thought a lot about like what the will of God is, I think we have a few different kinds of like different wills. So I think we have the mysterious will of God because we know that God is sovereign. Um, and we want to know what our plans are. And I think the mysterious will is what we all want to know. But what we also have is the revealed will of God in Scripture. And that is what I think we discount a lot because we're so caught up in the mysterious. So we'll take you guys through a few verses on what this looks like. Um, but what we really want to drill home today is not only are you able to discern the voice of the Lord through hearing His voice, but man, you've got a bunch of verses right here that will tell you exactly what God's will is for your life. Talk to me about that, Jonah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So one thing I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit was it's actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and it kind of starts in verse 10, and it said, it says that the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? And in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So right there, it's kind of saying like, I mean, it said, it's saying what it said. Nobody knows the thoughts of God except the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things among God. And so if we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Okay, so what that basically means is when you receive the Holy Spirit, He knows God's will because He is God. And he reveals God's will to us. He reveals God's thoughts to us. So a lot of people say, you know, they quote that verse that sometimes can be taken out of context, but it's just like, hey, God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts, which is true. But he has chosen to give us his Holy Spirit so that he can reveal his will to us and reveal his thoughts to us. And I think that's a big deal. And at the end of this chapter in verse 16, it's actually quoting that scripture from the Old Testament. It says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And then right after that, again, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. It says, But we have the mind of Christ. And again, that's through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I think even to go with that, so 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, it says, It is God's will. So we know right there, you're wondering what God's will is. This is it, so listen close. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. 
Jonah, what on earth does the word sanctified mean? Because I just have absolutely no idea. That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, well, I haven't quite done like my historical language research on this, but I think it means to be made holy. We've been sanctified yeah. uh, to be made holy. And, yeah. and if you don't know what holy means, it means to be set apart. Um, and essentially, it kind of means that you're blameless and pure before God. So. Yeah. Just to fact check Jonah a little bit, I did pull up the uh, <laughs> definition just because I really wanted to see. You freaking put me on the spot there, man. So sanctify, the dictionary defines it as to set apart or declare as holy. Dang! And also to consecrate. So nice. then at the end we have consecration. But, man, to set apart, to sanctify is to take off the things of this world and put on what the Father's calling us into. So... I think a lot of times when we think about these areas in our life where we're trying to figure out what we're supposed to do, um, I think first we need to understand the actual will of God that's right in front of us, and that's to be sanctified. So if you're still walking in the ways of this world and you're pursuing um, the desires of your flesh and not truly submitting your life to the Father, I can't really think of a good reason why he would want to reveal to you his mysterious will if you're going to neglect the will that's right in front of you. And even just to throw a few more verses here, um, Micah 6.8, shout out to God, nice. listen, listen, it's not, not just because it's my namesake, but listen, it's a good right. verse, um, right, it right. says, he has shown you, O Lord, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, to act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, man, so what is required of you, man, we hear it right there, to act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, so if we're doing all these things, I think a lot of times it's less about, oh, what should I do? I think, dare I say, Jonah, that if we're <laughs> thinking about you know these times in the gray areas where it's like, oh, where should I go to college? Man, who should I date? I would even venture to say that the Lord cares a lot less about who you date and where you do go to college and cares a lot more about how you act while you're there. Yeah. And if you're still acting out what his will is for your life, like we see in these verses, yeah. if you're being sanctified, if you're... Um, acting justly and if you're loving mercy and walking humbly with our God. Yeah, I think that's such a powerful point. And I'll be completely honest, that that point is what set me free when I was in high school. Because I really grew up with this idea of God that, you know, if I take if I take one step in the wrong direction, then I've essentially ruined everything for my life. And so... I would almost get crippled by fear when I'm when I'm trying to ask the Lord, God, what should I be doing in my life? You know, like Micah was saying, should I date this person? Should I go to this school? Should I not go to school at all? Should I work at this camp? Should I get this job? All these different questions. And I think a lot of times we get hung up on these things and we're like, God, I want to know what your will is for my life with, you know, what kind of job I should get. Because if I get the wrong one, then I'll fall behind or I'll lose sight of your will for me. And I think that's kind of what we were getting at at the beginning where I, I don't think you're quite big enough to ruin God's plan just by, you know, doing the wrong job for three months or something. And again, I don't even think that's the right way of thinking about it. So something that really set me free that was a huge, huge deal in my life was just understanding that God gives me options. He gives me choices. And that he, I mean, that's what free will is, right? He gives me choices. But even within choices, I think I always kind of broke it down between, okay, there are a lot of choices on, on the one hand that would take me down a bad path that God does not want me to go down. But on the good path, the path of his will for my life, 
I think even then there are still several, several choices where he's saying, Jonah, you can get this job, you can get that job, you can go to this school, you can go to that school, and I will bless you and I will be with you. And I think, again, the greater picture there is doing his will in that kind of scenario is just what that scripture was saying. It, it's setting your mind on kingdom things. It's committing yourself to living your life in a kingdom manner, in, in the way that God um, puts a standard on our lives to live. And, and that's, I think, what Micah was getting at. And I'm telling you, that set me free. It really did. Because then I got to this point where I was just, I felt like I could make decisions. I felt like I could breathe, and I felt like God was there with me and you know what? There were times where maybe I was about to make a bad decision, and he's going to come in and he's going to say, hey, maybe not, but you just got to make sure you're listening. Yeah, I think something that really helps me when I think about this, I think a lot of times we think about like the will of God as like a road that we're driving down, just a straight road, um, and we have to always be checking our GPS to see which direction to go. And I think, again, you should always consult the Lord when you're making a decision, but I think the will of the Father is sometimes less like this, and I think it kind of looks more... Like this, I'm trying to think. Okay, let me put it in perspective this way. And so I, I love kids. If you don't know that, and sometimes I will. Okay, if I'm being, I'm a, I'm a man, Manny. I'm a Manny. Okay, <laughs> he's a freaking Manny. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll make fun of your booties. I'm a Manny. <laughs> I I'm a Manny. I love kids, but I had this kid that I was watching one time, and his parents had this rule like we could we could play in the driveway, um, or actually we could play in this park. Okay. And we just had a few rules. He just couldn't go on the road around the park. But this kid being the rule follower that he was, we would get there and he'd be like, hey, can I go on the monkey bars? And I'm like, yeah, dude, just don't go on the road. He's like, hey, can I go down the slide? I'm like, absolutely, dude. I, like, I want you to have fun and be blessed, but you don't have to ask me every single time. And he'd be like, all right, so can I climb up these stairs right here? I'm like, yeah, man, you can do it. Just don't go on the road. And I think a lot of times that's how our relationship with the father looks like. Um, I think the will of God looks less like a road that's paved out before you and looks more like the road that's around it. So I think the Father puts these boundaries in our lives like we see in Scripture um, that I'll talk about in a second. I think sometimes we're asking him about all these different little decisions, and a lot of times he's up there like, man, I don't really care what you do because I've already blessed where you're at. I just want to make sure that you're still living within the boundaries that I put before you already. Um, and just to go into a few of like what those boundaries, I think, can look like, um, so again, in 1 Thessalonians 4.3, it said, it is God's will that you would be sanctified. And then the second half of that verse says, and that you should avoid sexual immorality. So right there, we have another statement that is the will of God being revealed. So that's a boundary that he's put in place. In 1 Peter 2.13, it says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as to the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to command those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. I think that's a lot to get into. But and what I want to emphasize here is that the Lord has put this boundary around us to submit to the authorities above us. So he puts these boundaries in our lives. And I think a lot of times our decisions are less about what we're doing and a lot more about are we obeying the boundaries that have been put in place already. And do you think that there's grace? I mean, that's kind of a dumb question. Obviously, there's grace, but... <laughs> But let's kind of break that down a little yeah. bit because yeah. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on, okay, yeah, there's that road around the playground that God says, hey, don't play in that road, but you can do anything. I mean, it's essentially the Garden of Eden. Sure. You know, you can eat whatever you want. Just sure. don't <laughs> eat off this one yeah. tree. Yeah. And so, but there's grace. Yeah. And to what degree do you think God accounts for 
our humanity and our mistakes mm-hmm. and our sins and just the tragedies that happen in a broken world. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big God, so yeah. you know he accounts for those things, but he's still going to accomplish what he sets out to accomplish. Yeah. So what do you think our role is in that as far as staying within the boundaries, but how do we navigate the grace to make those mistakes and learn to move on from them? Yeah, so I think that's where we start to get into a little bit of the the free will, and we just can't really comprehend like how sovereign the Father yeah. is. So I think at the yeah. same time, like the <clears throat> Lord knows every decision that we're going to make, and we have to acknowledge that. And so He knows when I'm going to mess up, when I'm going to date or pursue the wrong girl. He knows when I'm going to act outside of those boundaries. So like those yeah. those things don't surprise um, the Lord at all. I'm trying to think of the reference for the verse. Um, all things work together for the good of those who love him. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I think that's in Romans somewhere. Yeah. Probably everything's in Romans. But, yeah, go ahead. I mean, that that's a really great point. And I think you touched on something there that, I mean, we're talking about how to know the will of the Lord. And I feel like a lot of times that kind of desire, like my desire to know the will of the Lord, especially when I was younger and more immature, it really was born out of this fear of making mistakes and this fear of doing the wrong thing. And so, honestly, I mean, I'll be honest, when I was in middle school and high school, it was less about, God, I want to please you and I want to do what you have for my life. And it was more about, I don't want to die. You know, I don't want to ruin yeah, my life. Yeah. I don't want to make the wrong decision or take the wrong step. Was it in Romans? Yeah. Nice. It is Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. Yeah, yeah. And so, just to just to tag on that point again is like when you're when you're seeking the will of the Lord. I just I want you, I want me, I want Micah, like I want us to feel this freedom, moving into these different seasons of lives moving into these times where we're making decisions, this freedom to stop living in fear of making mistakes and start living with a conviction to please the Lord. And I think that's a really, a really important distinction. And I, I, think, I think it's just important that, that we move on from just fearing making mistakes because honestly, when you're living in relationship with the Lord, yeah, you're still going to make mistakes at times. But the whole point of what Jesus did on the cross and when he was resurrected is so we don't have to fear making those mistakes. We're not going out of our way to make mistakes, but we're just focusing on the Lord. We're focusing on what he's doing. We're focusing on our, our conviction to do his will and to please him. And you know what? If you take one step on that, on that road that he told you not to go on, then that's a really great learning opportunity for you to learn how to move through mistakes in a healthy way rather than just trying to live your whole life walking on eggshells and never even taking risks. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And I think um, even as we dive more into this, and like, this will probably be another pod topic, but when I think about pursuing the will of the Father, and I think the, this is something that the more that we do it and the more the time that we spend with the Father, the easier it gets because our desires are His desires. Yeah. Um, and I think the more that we pray prayers like, Lord, like I would just ask that you would take away my selfish desires and replace them with your own, we start to see ourselves with less of these gray area situations because we already, like we just feel natural to do what's in the best interest of ourselves and yeah. in the best interest of the Father because um, yeah. we see the fruit of what it looks like to abide in Him. So I think... Just to put that in a practical example, if you're wondering, man, there's this girl that I'm kind of dating. I don't know if I should break up with her. 
because we struggle with boundaries, I think, man, the Lord's will right here, it's not going to be, it's that you should avoid sexual immorality. And if you're thinking, man, I just don't know, like, if this is something that I'm supposed to do, the will of the Father, I don't think you're really in love with the Father at that point. I think you're in love with the sexual immorality thing and that you're trying to work um, different circumstances to make it seem like it's okay. And that's going against the boundary that the Father has set. So I think if you're stuck in those situations and it's like, oh, I don't know if I should break up. I don't know if I should date this person. I just think, like, again, why would the Lord tell you those things if he's already given you something to do? He's already showed you his will, and you're going to neglect that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a huge that's a huge thing. And I, honestly, I've kind of made it a rule of thumb for my life where in any situation, and I've been in that situation with relationships too, should I keep dating this person? Should I break up with them? Should I pursue this person? Um, They're right now. Yeah, yeah. And so, honestly, what it came down to for me, and a lot of you are probably going to be like, well, Jonah, you're crazy, and that only works for you, or blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, this is a good way to live your life. Yeah. All right, so take it or leave it. But if, if you are spending so much of your mental power and mental capacity trying to convince yourself that something is okay, or that something is right, or that that something is is the right thing to do, then it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you feel like your 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 kind of gut reaction and your conscience is pulling one way, and you're having to convince it repeatedly in your mind and come up and rationalize, come up with all these different scenarios, and that's how a lot of us get confused. And how we end up in that gray area. Because yeah. we're like, well, part of me wants to do this, but the other part of me wants to do that. And honestly, just break it down and say, okay, which part of me am I having to convince? And which part of me is actually leading me in a direction that I know in the depth of my spirit is the right way to go? And so I've just made it a rule of thumb for my life. If I'm having to convince my spirit, like actively convince my spirit, to do something, then that's just a, I'm not saying it's an end-all be-all, but it's just a sign and it's an indicator for me to be more attentive to the Lord and chances are I should probably do the thing that I don't want to do, but that I know in my depth is right. I think that's where we have to get into this idea of obedience and we only like obedience when we like the outcome. Yeah. And hear me here, this is good. Obedience is never determined by the outcome. So you can't determine whether you saying yes to the Father was the right thing or not just because of what the outcome is. If the Father's called you into something and you know without a shadow of a doubt that it's from the Lord, then that's exactly where you're supposed to be. And it may not be what you like, but it's where you're supposed to be. And again, um, let's see, where is it at? In First Peter 3.17, it says, For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So, man, right there, if I, if I read that the right way, Jonah, tell me if I'm wrong. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good. Yeah. Obedience isn't always going to be easy, but it's something that we should always be attentive to. Yeah. And, and honestly, this is something that we have said a ton of times, and we're going to keep hammering it home. If you feel like you don't, know the will of God, get in his word. Because we're just reading scripture to you right now, mm-hmm. all right? We're not just pulling this out of thin air. The reason we're talking about this right now is because of what scripture has said and what it has taught us. And so, yeah, I, I think that's 100% right. You know, it's, it's better for you to suffer in doing good than to not suffer in doing evil. And, and that, I think, I mean, 
it, it sounds like this really complex thought, but if you think about it, it's actually kind of simple. Do the good things and know that sometimes it's going to be hard, all right? It's going to be hard, but that's going to build perseverance, and it's going to build character, and that's going to lead to hope. And I'll tell you right now, that's in Romans chapter 5, I believe, verse 3. So go look at that. But again, spend time in the Word, and you're going to find these moments where something's going to pop out of the page at you, and you're going to say, wow, I know what God wants me to do right now. I know what I need to be doing. Um, yeah, here, just a little quick yeah, yeah, patty yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Jonah, how much do you think um, inviting other people into your decision-making process is good, bad? What do you think there? Do you think having a community around you is something that's important in that? Talk to me about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, especially with major life decisions, I hardly make any major life decisions without first talking to at least three people that I know and that I trust about what I'm thinking about and how I'm processing it. And a couple of those people are people that I'm like doing life with, really good friends of mine, really close friends of mine. And then the third person is my dad, who is my mentor in life. And he, um, I mean, he teaches me and he guides me. And, and it's just so helpful because Sometimes we may not be interpreting scripture right, or sometimes we may feel like we're not hearing the voice of the Lord clearly, or something like that. And that's why we have a fellowship of, of like-minded believers around us to go to, and that's, I mean, iron sharpens iron. We are here together to help each other do life and to help each other make decisions. And that's why this culture of, like, your truth, there's your truth, and there's my truth, and everybody just does their own thing, and it's okay— like, that is so counter-scriptural, and that is so destructive to living a healthy lifestyle. Like, you need to have people in your life that can hold you accountable, that can call you out, that you still know, like, man, this guy has my back and he loves me, but what he just said to me, I didn't like. All right? And that you're going to have to be okay with that in relationships, because that's how you go deeper than just surface level. Yeah, man, I think that's so, so good. And we could throw so many different psalms and proverbs at you about how having a counsel of many is man, yeah, so, so important. Absolutely. But I think if another thing that I really have done myself that I hate when I see people get caught up on is just when we take so much time thinking about a decision that we begin to stress ourselves out when really we could, we knew the right answer the second we thought of it, but we let it drag on out because we wanted to overthink all these different things. So I think. Man, it's good to think about decisions and to process them and to really go to counsel and go to the scriptures, but don't think too much because I think that's when you'll start to get really, really confused is when you're overthinking possible scenarios, you're overthinking how it's going to impact all these different things, and then you're two months down the road and you still haven't made a decision on this person if you're supposed to date them. And really, you knew the answer two months ago, and you yeah. just dragged out this process. Yeah. Also, if everybody you know and love and trust in your life is saying one thing, but you're still like, well, no, I still think maybe this other thing is the right decision for me. Like, dude, humble yourself. Humble yourself. And listen to hey, what right the there, people Micah around you. Like, Walk humbly, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but listen to the people in your life, okay? Like, you ask them in the first place. And if everybody's saying the same thing then you probably know the direction you should be going in. No, that's so frustrating because there was a time this summer when I was doing a little discipleship thing, but, man, I had this guy who would come to me and ask me for advice, and I would tell him what I thought he was going to do. He's like, 
okay, cool. I'm still not going to do that. Yeah. But thanks for the input. I'm like, why would you even ask me? You're yeah, just wasting it's... both of our time if you're going to ask for my input and then not do what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. Don't be that person. Um, and that's not to condemn anybody who is in the habit of doing that. But don't just ask people for their input or for what they think if, if you're not going to actually take it to heart. And you know what? If you have that person in your life who is in a position of authority and in a position of giving that advice and that direction, when they tell you to do something, do it, all right? Mm. Do it, okay? So um, I think just maybe to wrap things up here, yeah. Yeah. I wanted, excuse me, <clears throat> um, I wanted to just leave you guys with one last scripture, and I wanted to talk a little bit about three different ways, three, I think, very practical ways for you to just know the will of the Lord. So this is Romans 12, okay? It says, it is starting at verse 1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Okay, and this is where it gets real intense. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, so I really encourage you guys, go to that verse. Again, it's Romans 12, and that's verses 1 through 2. And really just read that, invite the Holy Spirit in, and uh, read that with him, and just see what he has to say about it. But again, I want to leave you guys with these Three different ways I feel like that you can practically know the will of the Lord. And honestly, I think this is just how you know anybody's will. Like, let's say I'm trying to figure out what Micah's will is in any given situation. First thing I'd probably do is I would just verbally ask him. I'd be like, yo, Micah, should I go eat at Chick-fil-A or at Raisin Cane's? Cane's. Okay, so now I know that... That's not even a question. <laughs> if you're saying Chick-fil-A, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> So I know that Micah's will is for me to go to Cain's. Amen. All right? But let's say Micah and I are far apart, okay? And I can't call him for some reason. My phone is broken. Or maybe I just, it's a bad connection, all right? I can't hear his voice. And you know what? Sometimes we're in that place. That's okay. So what I'm going to do in that situation is maybe I'll shoot him a text or I'll write him a letter. And I'll say, Micah, my dearest Micah, Tomorrow I shall go and I shall partake of food for my sustenance at lunchtime. Shall I have A, Chick-fil-A, or B, Raising Cane's? Circle one of them and give it to my friend for them to give back to me. All right, so that's how I would do it. I would write it down, and then he would probably write back to me, and it would say, Box combo, no slot, <laughs> extra toast with a sweet tea. All right, so that's how I would know what Micah's will is in that situation. So again, I have verbally, I can know his will. He can write it down for me, and I can know his will. Or, this is the third one, and I think this is really important too. If I just know Micah really well, like if I know Micah on a deeper, more intimate level, then honestly, I just know. When I'm going for lunch tomorrow, and it's between... Chick-fil-A and Raising Cane's, I already know what he's going to say. I know he's going to say Chick-fil-A. Oh. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, he's going to say Cane's. And, 
And that comes from relationship. And the only way I would know that is by spending time with Micah. Okay, so those are three ways, and I think that's just some gold right there for you guys to take home with you. You can hear God's voice for yourself verbally, or you can go to his word because he has written down his will for your life and for the life of those who follow him. Or you can, and I keep saying or, but really it's and, all right? You can hear his voice, and you can read his word, and you can spend time in relationship with him get to know him on an intimate level, and then it's like these, these don't even become these massive life decision moments where you go, God, should I do this or should I do this? No, you just know him so well, and he knows you so well that the natural desire of your heart is to do his will. And so you're just going to know by association, by knowing who he is and how he operates, what the right thing is to do. Like, you don't have to ask God, should I love my neighbor? I mean, if you are asking that, then you probably don't know God very well because the answer to that is always yes. Always, 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 always yes. It's never not yes. And so I think that's just a really practical way. Get to know the man who created you and who is, who is leading your life, all right? And then that will make it a lot easier going into that. Do you have anything else, Micah? Bars. Man, I hope you guys are listening because that's a lot of gold right there. Man, just one more thing before we head out, just because, man, I don't just want this to be a podcast that you listen to and think, oh, this is cool, because I want to see you live this stuff out. I'm going to hit you with one more verse and then really challenge you this week to try the, try your best to do this, okay? So Philippians 2.14 says, do all things. So it doesn't say maybe do some things. It says, do all things without grumbling or complaining. That is oh. the Bible right there. So, man, if you guys want to get serious about this and talk about living in the will of the Father— Let's go straight into this and do this week without grumbling and complaining. Doesn't matter how hot it is and you're walking the class with pants on. <laughs> I want you guys to really try to live this out and make this a practical thing. So at the end of the day, if you listen to this podcast and think, oh, that was good, but you don't practically try to put it into your life and do anything about it, we're just kind of wasting your time here and you're not wasting ours because we love to have you listen. But No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that's just a little challenge for you guys. Well, that's all the time we have because we want to value your guys' time and keep your podcast not short. I also just don't like podcasts that are stupid long. But, man, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if there's any topics that you would love to hear me and Jonah talk about, feel free to shoot either of us, either of us a text if you have our numbers or some of you probably saw this on my Instagram. Feel free to shoot me a little DM and say, hey, I'd love to hear you guys talk about this. No doubt. All right. Well, this has been Bringing It Back. Bringing It Back, baby. We will see you guys next week. Peace.